You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into episode 128 of the Skate Podcast. I'm Brian DeFelice, joined by Bridget Pru and Scott McLaughlin. And it was a wild game in Pittsburgh tonight. The Bruins fight back from a 5-2 deficit in the third period and end up winning in overtime um, 5-2 over the uh, 6-5 over the, over the Penguins and they're 9-1 in the season. So guys, I mean, a couple injuries to discuss as we go along here, but what a, what a crazy game. They might never lose again. I mean, if, if you're not going to lose this game, like they had absolutely no business winning. You fall. First off, you get off to a slow start, uh, you know, on the road against a, desperate team that was coming off um a terrible road trip you knew the penguins were going to be desperate so slow start then you end up falling behind 5-2 Derek forbert gets injured leaves the game doesn't return linus allmark finally looks human gets pulled in the second period after the fifth goal jeremy swayman comes in then jeremy swayman gets hurt leaves the game doesn't return so allmark has to come back and like just all that should have been way too much. And yet they come back, they tie it with a little over a minute left on, on a great play by Taylor Hall, uh, settling a rebound, turning around, firing it past Tristan Jerry. And then went in an overtime from Hampus Lindholm, who had gotten not, I thought had through two periods was having a, a pretty poor game. Like his, I was like his first very like, disappointed yeah. in how he played defensively. Uh, and then I was like, I was expecting to come on here and, and talk about that because we hadn't seen that from him yet. But he was on the ice for, I don't know, at least three of the goals and was responsible well, for some of the like breakdowns in coverage. Four goals, Bri? Uh, no, he, I think he had four points. Yeah, oh, yeah, he yeah. No, so four then points. He, he, ends he, up he with, ended up with an, he was a minus three at one point. He ended up with an even rating on the night. Exactly, which just tells you, like, the defensive part of his game was not there, but, uh, you know, the, the his ability to use his skill set and his speed and, um, you know, just create offense from it, like, it, it was just, I completely expected to come on here and kind of rip him, but then he redeemed himself in other ways, so the defensive side of his game was kind of ugly at times, he was on the, you know, on the backside of some of these guys when they scored, um, out of position or um you know he just did not look good especially in the first period um playing on the defensive side of things but then obviously scores the game winning goal and you're like that was an incredible shot and he skated the puck all the way up the ice on his own and like he he completely made that play out of nothing and so it was like all right defensively his worst game as a Bruin probably at least his worst game of the season and then offensively, maybe his best game is ruined. So it was just such a, I swear to God, like that game was drunk. It was just out of control. I wasn't, by the way, they win and they get a great overtime win. I did not enjoy like two seconds of that game. 
that game was just driving me absolutely crazy, especially the stuff with like Tristan Jari and like they hate him for some reason. And it's like I, I dates back further than this year, like Marshawn punching him in the face and high sticking him in the face. I have no idea what he did to them or or what the hell. Maybe you guys know. But I, I I don't they don't like that he flops, which he does. Oh, he does flop. Oh, it was so bad. And we can talk about that too. The goal that got called back by Bergeron, whether or not you guys thought yeah. that was goaltender interference. But definitely um on the play that Greer like kind of made contact with him, he just like fell down out of nowhere. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, some of the analysis was like, oh, you know, you gotta protect your goalie. I'm like, he was fine. <laughs> Who's also like fine. the first the first two times he got bumped it was a penguin player knocking a Bruin into him so it's like the you know ESPN's making a big thing about you got to clear guys out of there whatever it's like I don't know maybe don't knock them into there in the first place like yeah and Mike Sullivan like Mike Sullivan with like and I understand coaches say this but like the subtle uh threat saying in in I think it was the second period or or something talking to Emily Kaplan on the bench he's like well, if the refs don't do anything about it, we're going to have to do something about it. I'm like, okay, well, did you, did you really see what happened though? Like it wasn't, don't push the guys into the crease and then maybe they won't be near your goalie and they won't follow through or they won't make contact or whatever you want to say. Yeah. I think the Bruins don't like him because he flops like you guys mentioned, but he also, you can tell he talks a lot of trash under that mask and, Oh yeah, he's he was talking with Felino. I saw Felino and him going at it at but one point. But even dating back to last year, like he, mm-hmm. he was he was chirping Marshan. That's why Marshan just like randomly punched. If you go back and watch that play last year, when Marshan punches him and then ends up high sticking him, like it's a it's a whistle on a normal play and nobody's doing anything. And all of a sudden Marshan just like starts to see red. So you know Jari said something, and it's it's it can be really annoying when the goalies do that because they know they're essentially untouchable. So they're kind of just throwing grenades without having the, the fear of having an answer for things. I think the Bruins find that annoying with him. I mean, on that front, I, I kind of have to give credit to Jerry. Like if you can get under guys skin that way, then by all means go for it. I mean, you got last year, you got Marshand off the ice and suspended for six games. Like, you know, more power to you that like, that's, that's on Martian, you know, getting sucked into that. But, um, I also feel like the flopping I definitely don't like though, but trash talk have at it. Yeah. But I feel like the way that it was done and I don't know, obviously we may, so people were mic'd up. Maybe eventually we'll, we'll hear what he said. Um, but hey, we got point, to hear a linesman ask for water. That was extremely. <laughs> so that was like, riveting. Segments in that game were so bad. It was like Steve Levy or whoever was saying, we're going to go to the, the, the mic'd up segment. And it's literally like Jake Gensel being like, like he's like, he's breathing. Or he's like, he's like, woo, like, and then like, that's it. It's like, holy shit, ESPN. Like, what a, yeah, what a terrible broadcast they have going. I like Emily Kaplan. She does a nice job. Um, I, I think Ray Ferraro does a good job. I mean, but my goodness, they got except for calling Linus Elmark Linus Linus the whole game, and also he was the one who. Sorry, Bry. No, I was just gonna say Ferraro also is like buying into the whole. Bruins crash in the crease thing. It's like what? Dude? Like your son was your son was on the goddamn team two years ago. Have some class. Um, but no, you know the producers were in their ears, like saying, like you know, oh, create the storyline that the Bruins are, you know, the big bad Bruins are char- charging the crease. Just annoying. I see. I'm I'm a play play broadcaster. I 
I tend not to listen to what the producers say about what I should say. So I, if someone said that to me, I'd be no. Um, but no, he was a little, he was on that. And then I think it was McDonough like offhandedly was like, well, he sold that a little bit. And it was true. He did. He sold it. What I was going to say though, about, you know, you saying Marshawn getting baiting, baited into that last year. The thing is when you're Tristan Jari, sometimes if you set that like tone for the game, you end up getting your own guys involved in that too, though. Cause if someone doesn't immediately respond and retaliate to what you said, like it boils over later in the game and like you end up having Sidney Crosby going the other way and, and kind of taking a little shot at Allmark. You don't want your skilled players going down and doing that. And then they get retaliated again. It's just like a whole cascade that you set this tone. And it, I thought it was going to get ugly, honestly, at the end. If it wasn't a close game, if it ended up staying like a three-goal game, I thought maybe it would get ugly. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like to a man, they all kind of knew both teams that the Bruins weren't really doing anything all that crazy. I think that, like, the broadcast, like we said, they were building it up. And everybody watching at home knew it was garbage. And then I think the, I think the players truly know when somebody's running a goalie or not, like – I don't know, and you know, it, it ended. It did end up becoming a close game. So, um, yeah, Mike yeah. Sullivan kind of fed into it a bit too, though. Yeah, during, that's during, what I was yeah. during his in-game interview. Uh, they asked Emily Kaplan asked him about it, and he was like, "Well, that's twice that they've done it. You know, it's gonna the refs are gonna have to clean that up, or our guys are gonna have to do something." Mike's like, emotional. Yeah. So, I mean, let's 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 jump back early on kind of break down the game a little bit here. Um, Bruins Bruins go down one nothing. They they claw back in it. They take a two one lead. Um, Charlie Coyle scores, I think for the third straight game in a row. And yeah. you know, good, good, yeah. good play from uh, from Frederick going to the net. Um, and then Jacob Loco scores who we talked about with Mark Diver last episode. Uh, he must have had a couple couple chocolate donuts before this game because um, <laughs> he officially got his first NHL uh, career NHL goal on a nice feed from Nick Felino on a two on one. Yeah, and I thought it was funny. Uh, so he did the first intermission interview at the ESPN. He said, like, the, the first thing he did was look at the ref to make sure it actually counted. <laughs> he, he had his first goal earlier this season, but it got waved off uh, for goalie interference. So, uh, yeah, but like you said, a, a great play by Felino, starting on the rush with speed. Uh, and then a nice, just kind of pulled up a little bit, a little delayed to open up that passing lane over to Lauko. And, you know, he had pretty much the whole net to shoot at by the time Jerry got across. Um, but yeah, I mean, more depth scoring to get them started, right? Coil again, and then the fourth line with with Lauko, and that's obviously been a theme all year. It seems like it's always someone in that group, you know, kind of ready to step early on. It was Greer and Felino with the hot hand, and now now Coyle's obviously been hot, and now Lauko's getting in. So, um, you know, Craig Smith had his first goal of the season the other night, and you know, by the way, like we're going to talk about the two injuries in this game, but Craig Smith also injured right now, uh, suffered some sort of upper body injury in practice on Monday and missed this game, uh, you know, considered day to day. So uh, depth getting tested everywhere, but it's up front, at least certainly uh, for the forwards, it's been coming through and still producing. Yeah. I mean, you get first period, you end up you know, leading after the first period because of goals from your third and fourth line. And I also thought, so Nosek had some defensive issues, which usually we're saying offensively, Nosek, you know, can't finish, whatever. 
defensively, Nosek's good. I thought he was, you know, he was on the ice for a few of the goals too. He wasn't playing. A lot of the guys weren't playing their best defense. I'll just be real. Like, especially in the first two periods, um, it was sloppy. It was ugly. Nosek, I noticed guys had gotten behind him. DeBrusque, I think twice guys got behind him and led to, you know, led to a goal. But then in the overtime period when Nosek, I like, I literally stood up when I saw the play that he made to tap the puck out of the air and shoot the puck, of course, off the post. <laughs> um, so I was like, that was one of the best plays I've seen at full speed. Great hand eye. And I really wanted it for him because, like, he ne- it never goes. And then you see him get on the bench and just, like, try to break his stick. And I, you could sense the frustration. And it, it was like, that would have been really good for him. Um, and it would have been really nice that if that was the ending to the game. Like, no sick fourth line goal uh gets the monkey off his back on this incredible play that like a lot of guys can't even make that play with their hand-eye coordination at that speed so I I thought that was an amazing play I was hoping it bounced in for him just because wouldn't that have been nice for him I think he closed his eyes when he was batting that out of the air that was it that was not very close-esque he got away with one there guys he no he got away with a nice play there no, it was a nice play to, to bat that down and get a, and a, get a quick release off. Um, just just the way that it goes for him. I mean, obviously, you know, I I've been on record. I didn't like his preseason at all, but since the regular season puck dropped, he's he's been a lot better. And uh, yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure it's a matter of time. Maybe maybe by uh, by President's Day or something, he'll probably. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a matter of time. I think, but to your point about like him not having a good preseason. Um, that he made the lineup, he's stuck in the lineup, and that's why Jackson Ika isn't here anymore. And like that, they've made their decision in that realm, and it seems like you know he's got a safe spot at this point. We thought maybe at this point in the season, I mean, if the Bruins don't do this well, you know, maybe they do try to put more scoring on that fourth line. Maybe they do try to add a little bit of extra youth and speed to that fourth line, but they haven't needed to because those guys have stepped up. So his job went from being you know questioned to being pretty safe with the guy that was next in line getting traded. It's a matter of time in the same way that the sun eventually exploding is a matter of time. <laughs> so in a millennia or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> by, by the way, um, the, uh, the Vancouver Canucks are currently losing four, nothing to the Devils, So the Jack Seneca effect might be wearing off pretty soon. Oh, it was oh, going man. strong for a little. However, he wasn't in those games that they won though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, 